What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Art of Photography. My name is Ted Forbes. In this video, we're gonna take a look at the latest compact offering from Canon. This is the Canon G9X. I have always been a big fan of point and shoot cameras. In the last couple of years, the quality on most of these cameras has been just outstanding. And I can get really good results with something that's always with me. It just slips into my pocket. I don't always have to carry around a heavy DSLR with lenses. And it's gonna give me better quality than what I get on my cell phone. And I've always been a big fan of what Canon has to offer in this as well. Well, traditionally the top of the line Canon point and shoots have been in the S lineup that they've done. And I think the first one I had was the S95. The last one I had was the S110, which I broke recently. And the S120 you can still get. And interestingly enough, they moved this model up into this GX line of cameras, which includes the G1X, the G3X, the 5X, the 7X, and now the 9X. Um, across that lineup, they all have updated sensors. They're all one inch sensors now. So they're slightly bigger than they've been in the past. The idea is that you're gonna get better low light performance and they all are updated to the latest Digic 6 processor. And so I was really excited when Canon announced this, although Canon also have developed a reputation of not giving a lot of innovation into their products lately. I really was excited to see what was gonna happen with this. Um, anyway, so what I wanna do is go up and close on this first. We'll look at some images and I'll give you some of my thoughts of using the G9X so far. So this is the Canon G9X, which as you can see is very compact. In fact, I upgraded from the Canon S110, which I felt was small, but this is even smaller, thinner, and noticeably lighter than that camera is. And so if you are used to Canon compacts, you're going to notice a big size difference here, which is very cool if you want to go with a smaller camera. It is available in two finishes. Uh, this is the black finish, obviously. It is also available in a silver finish that has a beige fake plastic leatherette on the front. Uh, personally, if I'm shooting on a point and shoot camera, I wanna be as stealth as possible, particularly when I'm doing video work. So uh, for that reason, I just went with the standard black finish. The lens is in 35 millimeter equivalents. It's a 28 to 80 millimeter lens that has an f-stop range of 2.0 to 4.9, which is not exceptional, it's okay. And I would have liked to have seen an improvement there. However, the lens does get good results, but I do wanna note that when you start zooming out, it goes to f4 and f4.9 pretty quickly in the focal range. So f2 is really only available on the widest setting, but this will have you covered if you're doing landscape, architecture, interiors, uh, and then if you wanna zoom out and do headshots, it's got you covered for most of that. And uh, it, it does the job. On the top, the layout is fairly conventional. You have your flash over on the left and the flash release. And the flash is nothing too special to write home about. It is there if you need it. You can't angle it to bounce, but you do have it if you are in a pinch. You have the mode selector for playback if you want to watch the videos or look at still images. Your microphone is in the middle. One note I want to make about the microphone is, is a major improvement. In fact, there's several things that aren't real high on the spec sheets necessarily, but the microphone was greatly improved, which you will like if you do video work. I'll show you an example in a minute. And the image stabilization is really good as well, which I will show you. Uh, you have your on and off switch, your shutter release, and your zoom toggle and then finally your mode selector over on the far right. And on the back of the camera, it's pretty conventional as well, but you will notice that there is the absence of any kind of dial anymore on, on this camera. You have a record button, you have your quick settings, your menu, and your info buttons, but everything else is done via the touch screen. 
And I do want to say that this was very surprising. I wasn't sure that the touchscreen was going to be something that I was going to really like. And I take that back. I like it quite a bit. You do have to get used to, if you're shot on Canons in the past, um, of reaching for a dial when you want to change an f-stop setting or something. You're going to do all of it from the touchscreen interface now. But it is really nice. I can just click simply on what I want to focus on, and it will do focus tracking. So you can see as I move it around, and the focus tracking works extremely well. In fact, uh, the focus tracking is exceptional, as is the image stabilization, which you can already see on here. There is very little shake, and I believe there's five internal modes that the camera will use, depending on whether you're auto mode or whether you're selecting them manually, but you do have a lot of versatility, and I think Canon is just my opinion, but I think they've always excelled and had the best image stabilization that you're going to find out there. Um, operation on the camera, for instance, if I go into aperture priority mode, you change the aperture simply by touching the back of the screen, and I can swipe to change the aperture there. Or the other way of doing it is just to grab the collar on the lens and turn that. And you can also set this for manual focus and things. One thing I don't like is this just feels weird. And if you've shot on Canon compacts, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but they're clicky. And I don't really like the clicky feel personally. I would rather that just be smooth, but that's a Canon thing and they're all like that. Another feature that I really like on here, and it's always accessible from this back screen is this touch shutter release. And so if I toggle it by touching it over there, and so what this does is when I'm going to touch the screen, it will not only get you in focus, but it will take the picture at the same time. And I really like this feature. I didn't think it would be something I would use, but this is exceptionally useful if you're shooting something that moves quickly, like children or sports or something like that. It really is nice to have both the focus and the shutter release all happen with one touch. Um, I didn't think that that was going to be something that I really liked, but it really is. The only other complaint, the only complaints really I have on this camera, there's some really weird weird manual omissions that are on here. For instance, if I have any of the auto modes selected, like the scene mode or the auto mode, it doesn't let me shoot raw. In fact, if I go there now, I'll show you how this works. Move over to the auto mode here. You're gonna see that when I go into the menu settings, that uh, as far as the image quality here, it only gives you JPEG options. And not that that's a huge deal because I really don't shoot in these modes very often, but I think it's a curious omission as to why you couldn't shoot raw in any mode across the board. The other thing I have found a little bit frustrating is when shooting video, you don't have a lot of manual control. And I think that's unfortunate. Uh, on my Sony RX100 Mark IV, I have full manual control over everything from shutter speed to aperture to ISO settings. When I'm in video mode, I can control the ISO, but that's about it. Um, you can shoot video from any of the modes and you can set it up in aperture priority. So if you want it all the way at f2.0, but I have noticed that once you turn the camera on to record, it will readjust. So really the only thing you have is, I'm using the dial in the front to do it, but you have exposure composition compensation in video mode, which is nice, but if it's super hypercritical uh, situation for performance, this camera will not do what you want it to do. Um, and for that, if you're doing a lot of video, you're probably going to prefer the RX100 Mark IV over this, which I know is a Sony and it's a completely different manufacturer, but I think this is kind of where Canon fall a little bit short. It feels to me like there's just, when you have things that are missing or too much changes between modes, I kind of wonder why. I mean, I realize that they make cameras for everybody from soccer moms all the way down to uh, professional photographers, and they try to make a camera that's going to 
be appealing to everybody. And I, I don't know why there's stuff missing. I just think that's a slightly strange, but I've been shooting on this camera for about two weeks and the image quality is fantastic. The noise is actually very good at higher ISOs, which is something that is a big upgrade from the S110 that I was previously using. The S110 excelled if you shot it at its lowest ISO setting, but you tended to lose something uh, in terms of contrast and also the introduction of noise at every setting above that. And the G9X performs exceptionally well. Um, you do notice noise when you get above 6400, but the processor handles it well and images certainly are usable depending on the situation that you're in. So to give you an idea of video performance on this camera, I've switched over to the G9X now and I'm just hand holding it. And one thing I think Canon has always done well with, and this is my opinion, but I think they have the best image stabilization, particularly for doing video work that you're going to find. In fact, I believe there are five or six image stabilization modes in here that you can go in and manually select, but it really does have that covered very well. And I'm hand holding this right now. And of course I'm standing still, but this is particularly nice, um, not only for video, but also for stills. If you're shooting in really low light with a slow shutter speed, you're shooting macro, or if you're shooting telephoto, there's a lot of factors that come into the image quality and the amount of shape that you're going to have. And I think Canon have always been extremely good at this. And I think the G9X is no exception. The other reason I wanted to actually move over and film with this camera is I want you to notice I have not treated the audio at all except matched the volume level with the rest of the video. And the microphone on here is greatly improved. If you watch my show often, you know that I moved recently. And one of the biggest challenges that I have right now is being in this new house. I have not really set it up for doing video work in here yet. And so I'm having to make do. And I do have problems with the sound being very echoey because I'm in a much smaller room and I do have lighting issues. And, but the sound is the one I wanted to talk about because the sound on this camera is exceptionally good, I think, for just a microphone on a point and shoot. I want to take a second and give a shout out to our sponsor today, who are the awesome folks over at Squarespace.com. If you're not familiar with Squarespace, it is an all-in-one solution for building beautiful websites. It's a template-based system, so you pick a template as a starting point, but then everything is customizable, so you don't run the risk of looking like another website. It is a drag-and-drop interface and could not be easier to use, so if you want to build a gallery of images, Literally, you take a folder of images, drag and drop them onto the browser, and then click and drag to sort the order, and you're done. It couldn't be easier to use. I'm actually using Squarespace right now as part of the show uh, with a project called Contrast, which is an online magazine that I'm going to be doing that will be launching in the next month or so here. We're a little late, but uh, I'm excited about it. And one of the things that I love so much about using Squarespace for this project is that I don't have to think about it. All I have to worry about is making great content. I worry about writing, and I worry about images, and I worry about people I'm getting involved. I don't worry about code, and I don't have to mess with browser compatibility. Squarespace handles all of that for me. And so anyway, I highly recommend you guys go check them out. Um, you sign up for a free trial. In fact, there's no reason not to. They don't even take a credit card for the free trial. You just sign up and then try it and work on building a website and see how easy it is to use. If you do decide it's something you want to use, I can save you some money off your initial order. What you want to do is use an offer code on checkout, and that offer code is AOP. It stands for the Art of Photography. Offer code AOP will save you 10% on your initial order with Squarespace. And I want to give an extra special shout out once again to the folks at squarespace.com for sponsoring another episode of the Art of Photography. So those are my initial impressions on the Canon G9X, and I've been using this camera for about two weeks now. 
know, and I really do like it. I love the form factor. I love the size. It's very small. The touchscreen works exceptionally well. Image quality is very good. You don't have quite the manual control and options for customization that you do have with the Sony RX100 Mark IV, but that's a really different type of camera anyway and at a much higher price point. One of the problems that I have with this camera though, then this is a major con, and I think this is gonna be a big turnoff and a deal breaker for some people, and that is the price point. I think this camera is too expensive. Canon have a reputation for lately not innovating as much as somebody like Sony. I don't think that's the problem. I think that this is a nice camera and it's a nice evolution for Canon in their point and shoot range, but I just think the price jump is just way too high. Um, when you consider, especially if you already own a Canon point and shoot, one of the S-Line cameras or even one of the older, you know, like the 300HS or something like that, which were great cameras, when you consider what you're going to upgrade to and get out of this, um, particularly from like, let's say the S-Series, uh, I had a Sony S110 and I think the performance is a little bit better on this. Um, the image quality is significantly better. Um, it's updated, but is it more than twice the price better? And that's the problem I have with it. The retail on this camera is $529, I believe. So that means the street price, depending on when or where you get it, is probably going to be between $450 and maybe $500. And I think $500 for this type of point and shoot is just a little high. And I'm not sure what Canon's thinking on that was. Probably putting this model in the GX lineup um, along with the G7X and the 5X and all those probably was some of the thinking behind it, but I just think that the price point is just a little too high. That's the only problem I have with it. If you don't have a Canon point and shoot and you're interested in this, then it probably is worth the investment to get into. But if you already have something like the S110, I don't know that the upgrade is substantial enough to want to spend the extra money to do it. Anyway, those are my thoughts on it. Um, other than that, I do like the camera. I just wish Canon could do something about that price. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Of course, if they don't sell, the price will drop. But anyway, those are my initial thoughts. And uh, if you have some experience with this camera, I want to hear what you guys have to say as well. So leave your comment below. And uh, until next time, this has been another episode of The Art of Photography. I'll see you guys in the next video. Later.